Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Feast of Tabernacles, 2023. And what a great feast this will be. And the Feast of Tabernacles has many, many meetings. For all the world, for all the nations of Israel, and for the church. Quite a thing, isn't it? Now we know in Exodus 25, the reason that God had them build the tabernacle was so that he could dwell among his people. And we find that that's the whole story of the Bible. Beginning with Adam and Eve, he was dwelling with them, but they didn't want that. They wanted their own way. God then dwelt with Abraham. And then Isaac and Jacob and the 12 tribes. And then had the tabernacle built. So there would be that special place that they would know that God put his presence there and that they were the people of God. Now today, we're going to see that's the same basic principle. Let's come and look at some lot of lot of psalms because a lot of psalms have to do because David understood that he was going to live with God. And of course that comes down to us as well. All right. Let's pick it up here in Psalm 133. Now we're going to be looking at quite a number of psalms, and these will tell us what God wants, what he's doing, what he's preparing, what he's making for us. Psalm 133. And this is what God wants. Now, when we come to the Feast of Tabernacles, we're able to be together in groups, and we're able to have fellowship with one another. And when that occurs, and everything is according to the Spirit of God, the way that God wants it, then we can read Psalm 133 and see how we make every feast the best ever. Verse 1, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And you can add on to that, love. Because we'll see that's what Jesus said a little later. It's like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard of Aaron's beard that went down to the hem of his garments. Like the dew of Hermon that descends upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing even life forever. And where is Christ going to return? Right to that very place. That's quite a thing. Let's see some interesting psalms about how the presence of God and the dwelling place of God, how that goes together. Let's come to Psalm 27. Now, this is quite a psalm when you read the whole thing and go through it verse by verse, okay? 
So let's see how then we're going to get to the dwelling place of God. Psalm 27. Notice how he starts out. Notice it's all having to do with conversion and having faith in God and trusting God, relying upon him. All right. Verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? And keep that in mind with the difficult days we have coming ahead of us. Okay. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And isn't that true? Isn't God with us? Doesn't he protect us with his angel? Doesn't he intervene to heal us when we're sick? Doesn't he open doors when we need help? Doesn't he answer our prayers? All of that is true, yes. When the wicked, my enemies, and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. And isn't that true? Doesn't that happen all the time? Yes, indeed. Though an army should encamp against me, my heart shall not be afraid. See, because if God is for you, who can be against you? See? Not even losing your physical life. Okay. Though war should rise up against me, even then I will be confident. One thing I have desired from the Lord that I will seek after. Now notice you have to seek it. And that's the whole purpose of having the Spirit of God and being in the church of God, see? Now notice what David said here, that I will seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Now, that's the goal that we're looking for, see. And we'll see that David had, had many things along, along those lines that helped him. Come down here to verse 7. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, and be gracious unto me and answer me. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, O Lord, will I seek. And we will have that in our lives too, especially at the resurrection. Okay? Now, let's come over here to Psalm 65. And we will look at several different psalms here, very important for us to know, and see... David constantly looked for that very thing, being in the house of God, being in the presence of God. And isn't that what Jesus said? Father, I pray that those that you gave me may be with me where I am. Now think about that. Will not Jesus' prayers be answered? Of course. That's the whole plan of God. 
All right. Psalm 65. Praise waits for you, O God, in Zion, and to you shall the vow be performed. O you who hears prayer, unto you shall all flesh come, showing the whole plan of God. See? David had glimpses into all of this in his lifetime. Let's come to verse 4. Blessed is the one whom you choose and cause to come near you, that he may dwell in your courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, even your holy temple. Now that's something. I want you to keep in mind, at the end of the feast, we're going to come to the point where we will be in New Jerusalem. And God the Father and Jesus Christ will be there, and there won't be any need for a temple. See? That's quite a thing. Verse 5. By awesome works in righteousness, you will answer me, O God of my salvation. You are the hope of all the ends of the earth and those of the distant sea. The whole world needs the Feast of Tabernacles. And that's what it pictures. And there will be the reign of a thousand years. All right? Notice how he keeps seeking after God and his way. Okay? Let's come to Psalm 84, just a few pages over. Now, you will find this in many other psalms as well. But here in Psalm 84, here's what he says about the tabernacle of God. And you can look forward to this being the tabernacle of God, which then is New Jerusalem. Okay? How lovely are your tabernacles, O Lord of hosts. That's why we keep the Feast of Tabernacles. My soul longs, yea, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. That's how much that he desired to see God. These are tremendous psalms, especially to encourage us in these days and difficulties we're going through right now. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. In other words, another way of explaining that is this way. What is the first commandment of all commandments? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your being. Here he says, my heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Yea, even the sparrow has found a house and the swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young. Even your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King, my God. That is right there at the temple. Okay. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. Think about that. The blessing. And think about all the blessings that will come when we are raised from the dead. And all of us meet Christ 
in the air on that sea of glass. And then all of the good things happen on the sea of glass. And then we come back to the earth on trumpets, atonement, Satan is locked up. And then Revelation 20, we reign with Christ for a thousand years. Okay. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They will still be praising you. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you. Your ways are in their hearts. Okay. Now notice, even in times of trouble, even in times when it looks like all hope is lost, it's not. Verse 6, who passing through the valley of weeping. Now you talk about great and heavy sorrow, the valley of weeping. Make it a place of springs. Yea, the early rain also close it with blessings. They go forth from strength to strength, every one of them appearing in Zion before God. That is tremendous. So here we all are, appearing before God. Feast of Tabernacles. Wonderful time indeed. We get to know each other. We get to love each other. We get to fellowship with each other. We get to eat eat with each other, and all of that is combined with Christ in every one of us and the Holy Spirit of God making it occur. So it's a wonderful thing. Okay? So it goes on. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O Lord of Jacob, Selah. Yes. God hears. God answers. Behold, O God, our shield, and look upon the face of your anointed, for a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather stand at the threshold of the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. So this whole psalm is dedicated to the meaning of the Feast of Tabernacles. Quite a tremendous and wonderful thing. Now, let's look at some other scriptures here. Let's come to Psalm 101. So what you can say is this. You look at this. A great deal of the time of David's thoughts were always only on coming to God in his presence and in his house and to be with him forever. Psalm 101. Now, think what it's going to be like when we're there. Think what it's going to be like with all the singing that will be going on. We will be singing. The angels will be singing. God the Father and Jesus Christ will be singing. Going to be a joyous time indeed. So all of this that we go through in whatever difficulties we're facing in this life will just disappear as if they never happened. Now, let's go back to Psalm 100, because that, that's the introduced introduction to Psalm 101. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Now, I don't know how that goes, 
But even God says the trees will sing. So imagine what kind of peace that is going to be. Peace and harmony and love and togetherness and families and husbands and wives and all of, all of us together, all nations in peace, all people serving God. Okay? Serve the Lord with gladness, come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. He has made us. We are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. So what is God doing for us and in us? Remember what Paul said? He said, oh, foolish Galatians, I'm in praying over you until Christ be formed in you. So this shows that the work of God with his spirit in our minds and in our hearts and everything that we do is preparing us to be spiritual beings. And that's why God made us in his image in the first place. Okay, let's read on. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Give thanks unto him and bless his name. Okay. Notice this, because we will be in a relationship with God, dwelling with him, and in New Jerusalem, and with all of the saints, and all of the patriarchs. For the Lord is good, his steadfast love is everlasting, and his faithfulness endures to all generations. So every word of God is true. Every word of God is going to come to pass. Everything that God has said is going to take place. See? Now, that's quite a saying. Now, now Psalm 101. I will sing of mercy and justice to you, O Lord. I will sing praise. I will behave myself wisely in a blameless way. Oh, when will you come unto me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. And that's conversion, right? What is it that God is doing with us, with his spirit? He is what? Perfecting us. And the whole purpose we find in Ephesians 4 of everything the ministry, and all people, and everything is for what? The perfecting of the saints. That's us, brethren. So that we can live with God forever. Now let's continue on here. I will set no wicked thing before my eyes, I have hated the work of those who turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. We have to be single-minded, single-hearted, single-purposed, following in God's way. Verse 4, a perverse heart shall be far from me. I will know no evil thing. 
Now, in today's world, that's a difficult thing to do with so much evil all around us. So we have to be close to God in prayer, close to God in study, close to God walking in his way because his way is perfect and his law is perfect and his love is perfect and everything that God does is perfect. See? To what? The perfection of the saints. All right? Verse 6, My eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land so that they may dwell with me. He who walks in a blameless way, he shall serve me. And he who works deceit shall not dwell within my house. He who tells lies shall not remain in my sight. Okay, so that shows you there will be that time of no more evil. Now, to show how serious God is in all of this, let's see what he did. Because when he came to the earth, he came as God manifested in the flesh, and there's no such thing as 100% God, 100% man. That's an impossibility. But it was God manifested in the flesh. All right? Now, come to John, the first chapter. Okay? Let's see what God did, because God loves us, God has called us, God deals with us, he forgives our sins, he is working with us, he is developing us, we are growing in grace and knowledge. And to make that happen, he had to come and be a human being. Notice this, John the first chapter in verse 14. And the Word, that's the one who became Christ, became flesh and tabernacled, that is, temporarily lived among us. And we ourselves, John is saying here now, okay, all the apostles, we ourselves beheld his glory. Now, didn't Peter, James, and John go up to the Mount of Transfiguration with Jesus, and he appeared to them in his glory. Not all of his glory, because they couldn't be in that presence and live. So it was a vision of what it will be like to be a spirit being. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now let's jump ahead with all of this. There are many other verses, so I want you during the Feast of Tabernacles, go ahead and study through the book of Psalms and see how many times it refers to the house of God, to the courts of God, to the presence of God, to the wings of God, to the shield of God, all of those things. Now let's come to John 14. Let's see what Jesus said, because he is doing this right now. All right? And he has been doing it all along for all of those who are going to be in the kingdom. So let's read this. The first verse and second verse and third verse in John 14. Okay? Do not let your heart be troubled. 
Don't let anything shake your faith or diminish your love or keep you from serving God. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house, that's where we're going to dwell, in the Father's house. And that will be New Jerusalem. Now, we'll get to that at the end of the Feast of Tabernacles, okay? In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were otherwise, I would have told you. Now, the next sentence, he told the apostles, I'm going to prepare a place for you. What is that going to be like? Special for each and every one of us. Okay. I am going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself so that where I am, you may be also. That's quite a thing. Now, let's take some other words of Jesus that go clear back to where we started in Psalm 133, how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And let's add the word love to it. Let's come to John 15 and verse 7. Now let's see, through this Feast of Tabernacles, let's really apply what we're covering right now in the introduction. Jesus said here, okay, if anyone dwell in me and my words dwell in you, okay, if you dwell in me and my words dwell in you, you shall ask whatever you desire and it shall come to pass for you, providing it's the will of God. Because he said, we are to ask your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Okay. And it shall come to pass for you. In this is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. Okay. Now notice what God wants with us and between us and for all of us so that we can attain to the kingdom of God, number one, and attain to New Jerusalem and the very house of God forever. Okay. Verse 8, in this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, I also have loved you. Now think of that. Regardless of what you may think about anyone else, this is true. Okay, so he says, live in my love. Let's see if we can do that this Feast of Tabernacles, okay? 
If you keep my commandments, you shall live in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments, and live in his love. Okay. These things I spoken to you in order that my joy may dwell in you, and that your joy may be full. How is that joy going to be full? Next verse. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Now that's what God wants. See? The ultimate of what God wants is love, backed up by obedience, backed up by faith, backed up by belief, backed up by works, backed up by whatever we do. And then we can come to live in the house of God. And that's the great spiritual meeting of the Feast of Tabernacles, that we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So, brethren, have a wonderful feast. Make this a joyous feast. Make it a time that is going to be a memorable feast so that it will carry you through to the Passover time next spring. So enjoy the feast, love one another, and fulfill the word of God and have a great feast of tabernacles.